0: This month nothing's really gone wrong for once but I did play some games I'm not a big fan of and I met Pikachu so let's talk about that instead. My wife and I went out to a Pokemon trail that they were doing near me and it was fun. You had to go around like a big shopping centre and find all the Pokemon from the Kanto region and it was pretty fun. So there were Pokemon like everywhere, they had clips from the show playing on like a big screen, they'd painted the ceiling to have a massive Charizard on it. There's, like, fountains around the place, and they had, like, Pokemon in the fountain, and, like, around the fountains, and, like, they were all over the walls. It was just, There were Pokemon everywhere. It wasn't exactly the most difficult thing, because... So you say you're finding the first 151 Pokemon around this shopping center, and it sounds like it's going to be a really... Not, like, hard, but, you know, like, it sounds like they're going to be all over the place. Well, they mostly were, except this one wall, and they had a mural painted on it, and the mural had, like, 40 of the Pokemon on it. So you'd immediately done like over a third of the Pokemon, not sorry, not over a third, over a fifth of the Pokemon you needed to do. So that made it a lot easier, but I'm not like complaining about that, it just wasn't quite what I was expecting. We also met Pikachu, like I said, they had like a stage where you could go and take a picture with him. It was mostly children, and then just me and my wife (laughs) taking a picture with Pikachu. They gave out Pikachu hats you could wear. So it was just like Pikachu's ears. And you would wear them as you went around and got all the stuff. There was like two halves to the trail. But I say halves. It's not really a half. There's one part of the trail. Which was like finding all the Pokemon. And there was another little part. Because it was only like ten things. Some of the Pokemon had letters with them. And if you found all the letters it spelled out a word. If you did both of those you got a certificate and a poster. And that was nice. Like we've just got them now. Like, I don't know what we'll do with them, but we've got them. kind of wish it had been a stamp rally. I don't know if you're, like, familiar with those. I knew what they were before I knew what they were called, but they're pretty popular in Japan, where you, like, go around and you get, like, a book or something, and you, like, stamp it in different locations, and they have them, like, all over the place. I kind of wish it had been something like that, because we both really like those. They're just not really that popular over here. I've seen them before here, but almost always when you see them here it's the remnants of one if you go to a the sea life center it's an aquarium i don't know if you know it they always have a stamp rally inside but never the stuff to do the stamp rally so there's always just like a space where one used to be but you can't actually do anything like they've not got ink pads out or anything and i like i don't get why i think people just mess with them all the time so they just get rid of them but i really like it but yeah it was fun we both liked doing it it just wasn't really all that much to it that's all. After we finished the Pokemon, we went back into the city and we looked around the Christmas markets that we have. We have them every year, which is why I think I've spoken about them before. And we both really like going, but it's been like just kind of downhill recently. Some of that isn't exactly their fault. Like, there's a lot of construction going on, and one of the main areas where they usually have the markets is closed, and it's going to be closed till 2024. This year, they couldn't even have the. We usually have like a big light switch on, they couldn't have that because there's just no space for it. So like that isn't exactly their fault but there's also just like way less variety than there used to be like you rarely ever see anything new anymore a lot of it's returning stuff and returning stuff is fine like i'm not complaining about the returning stuff my issue is that there's just like loads of the same things in lots of places there's a one cheese company and they have about 10 stalls spread out across the areas and it's just too much like we don't need that many there also used to be a place that sold savory pancakes And my wife really likes them, but that's been gone for ages now, and we're just disappointed every time. Like, we both really like going, but it's just way less interesting now than it used to be. As for what I've been playing this month, it's mostly been between three or four different games. I've got my usual stuff, like Animal Crossing, Monster Hunter Elite, Final Fantasy, and then I've also been playing God of War Ragnarok, Pokemon Scarlet, Bayonetta 3, and Somerville, and I've finished both of Bayonetta 3 and Somerville. Because I've not finished them yet, I've only got brief opinions on God of War and Pokemon. I'm about 20 hours in to God of War now, and it's easily my favourite of the series. I didn't play very much of the original ones, so there's not a huge competition there. I played a little bit of, I think it was Chains of Olympus, and that's about it. I actually own all of them. I bought all of them while I was in New York on my honeymoon, and I've just never got around to playing them. One of the main reasons I haven't played them, actually, is because I really don't want to use my PS3. I just hate the PS3 controller. Like, that's literally it. I hate the PS3 controller so much that I don't want to use my PS3. Apparently you can use a PS4 controller with the PS3 if you use it wired, but I've just never got around to trying that, so. Anyway, I finished 2018, and I did like it, but there was always just something about it that bugged me, and I think it's mostly that the game kept feeling like it was going to end, and then they'd, like, pull the rug out from under you and go, actually, no, it's got more. It starts off as, find the tallest mountain, and then it's, actually, this isn't the tallest mountain. Then it's, find how to get to the tallest mountain. So you find how to get there, and then it gets destroyed. And then it's, find a new way to get to the tallest mountain. And it's just, it's not necessarily that it's bad. It's just that it kept setting me up for the end of the game and then pulling the rug out from under me and going on further. And I just, I liked playing it, but didn't like that. And I disliked that so much that it put me off playing it. Once I finally did, I actually really liked it. But that's my issues with it. And Ragnarok doesn't have that issue. And it's gone places that I really didn't expect. At the moment, for those people who want to know, Atreus just got a mask, which I think is vague enough that it doesn't make any sense to anyone else. But yeah, I'm really enjoying it. It's shaping up to be one of my favourite games of the year. I don't think it's gonna edge out my actual current favourite, but it's pretty close. As for Pokemon, I'm very early in. I think I've played maybe six hours actually, but I've only just got to the school because I spent like over two hours just walking around in like the starting area catching Pokemon. And I'm just really liking it. Like, I'm really enjoying it. And I did not expect that. I wasn't really interested in it, to be honest. And then when I finally got it, I was like, oh, actually, I like this. Like, watching it, I just never thought it looked all that interesting. And I, I still have my reservations about it being an open world. One of my main complaints at the moment is that it's lost, like, a lot of its charm by being open world in that I've been to one of the towns and I could tell you absolutely nothing about the town. There's a town before you get to the school and I could tell you nothing about it. There's like five buildings or something, you can't go inside any of them. There's a Pokemon Centre, but they're all accessible from outside now. There's no, like, clear routes anymore, I don't think. So there's no, like, individual route music, which was always, like, one of the best parts. It's fine, but it's lost a lot by doing this. So I wasn't all that interested before I got it. But I've just, like, actually enjoyed playing it. I'm enjoying going around and just catching Pokemon and stuff. It's fun. It runs like shit. I'm not going to pretend it doesn't. There's definitely parts about it that are bad, but I'm just having fun with it. Which, it's the first time since the remakes of Diamond and Pearl that I've enjoyed a Pokemon game. Which, granted, there's only been one since then. But, in terms of new Pokemon games, I think this is the first new Pokemon game I've liked since, like, X and Y. So, it's been quite a while since I've enjoyed a new Pokemon game. I'm actually really enjoying my time with it. I know a lot of people don't like it, and, like I say, the performance is bad, and there are aspects of it that aren't great. But, I just want to play more. I like it. So, I did my sentence for Bayonetta 3 last week, and I think I summed it up pretty well, if I'm being honest. It really does feel like they just stole a lot of things from Devil May Cry 5. Viola is a worse feeling Nero. The focus on summoning to fight for you is very reminiscent of V. I don't really want to spoil the game, so maybe skip ahead like 3 or 4 seconds, but the main characters get sent to hell at the end of the game. There's just like a lot of similarities really all the game did was make me want to play devil may cry 5 more i want to like viola and i like what she's going for but she's just not like her parry sucks her parry is terrible like i don't know if it's just because i'm more used to bayonetta's dodge timing than viola's parry timing and i'm sure that's part of it but i could never reliably pull off viola's parry and i know i'm not the only person it just doesn't feel good i want to like her but she feels bad (laughs) The only point of the game is to have the combat feeling good, and she feels bad. The genre sections were awful as well, and I managed to bug one of them out, so I had to, like, redo the mission completely. There's one where you're, like, fighting a boss on a lift. And I don't know what I did, but at the end, then it's supposed to trigger a cutscene, but it just didn't trigger. And then not only did it not trigger it, I somehow managed to jump off the edge, and the only options... You can't restart a mission from within the mission, which is fucking stupid. So the option was either wait for the timer to count down, which had like six minutes on it. Or redo the entire mission. It was just bad. The mission isn't fun overall, and then it bugged out at the end. I had to redo the entire fucking thing. The enemy designs are just kind of boring as well. Like, some of them I like. The jellyfish was kind of cool. But overall, they just felt really bland. I don't know if I care enough to get a fourth one. I've always wanted to like Bayonetta, but I just never quite got there. And this has not only not made me care, this has actually made me care even less. It's made me just want more Devil May Cry. Which is obviously not what they're going for. As for Somerville, it's been a while since I've played a game which has shit the bed this hard. I didn't even know the game was coming out until about two days before it did, and I'd been pretty excited for it, so that was already a bad sign for me. Once I got it though. I was actually really enjoying it. There were a few puzzles that weren't exactly clear what I was supposed to do and it took a bit longer than I'd like to for me to have worked it out, but it was good overall. Those were like outliers. Overall I was enjoying my time with it. The premise essentially is that you play a father whose family has gone missing in a sci-fi alien post-apocalypse and you're on a journey to find them using some alien power you've stolen. The sci-fi story is just a backdrop to a more like grounded story and that's how it should be. That's what I enjoyed. That was where It was interesting the aliens and like post-apocalypse and all that stuff it doesn't really matter it's a story about finding your family and that just all that stuff is like happening around you but it's not what's important to you the issue is about halfway through the game that gets thrown out the window and it's all about the sci-fi from that point on and it's bad it's just not interesting in the slightest so the game's got like no dialogue or anything which is what you'd expect from these games But it makes it really hard to infer meaning from things once you get to that point, because you have lost what is essentially the main character's motivation, so you have, like, no frame of context anymore for the rest of things that are going on. Like, I don't know why the main character carried on at that point, and the game requires you to... I don't know. Like, one of the endings requires you to have memorised a pattern throughout the entire game, and I don't get how... Not only do I not get how the game expects you to know that, I don't get how the game expects you to memorize it right without setting it up previously so like maybe you're like oh it's a thing to do on your next playthrough okay but i don't get how you're supposed to work it out how would i have been supposed to work out that i was supposed to memorize this pattern to get a different ending because there is nothing that tells you i suppose it's like maybe implied but even then i wouldn't say so like it doesn't come across in that way i'm trying not to spoil it but it just doesn't give you enough to like latch onto for you to like form proper ideas. It's it's not even a matter of it just being vague. It's a matter of it's vague and you have no context. So you can't like combine the two. You're not like trying to do something. You're just sort of like thrust into a situation you have no understanding of and then are expected to work things out from no information. It I feel like I'm not explaining it very well, but it's not good. (laughs) There's a point in the game where, and I'm being intentionally vague, something comes out of a tent. And as far as I'm concerned, that is exactly where the game should have ended. Past that, the characters start making nonsensical decisions, the pacing is incredibly rushed, and the story barely makes any sense. The tenth thing I mentioned happens at the end of, I think it's chapter 7, and there's 14 chapters, something like that. And that sounds like the halfway point, doesn't it? And in terms of chapters, yeah, it's the halfway point. But in terms of playtime, it's more like the 75% mark, if that. Like, the game's already very short, but the vast majority of the game, takes place in the first seven chapters and the next seven chapters are a disinteresting incomprehensible rush to an ending that i didn't care about in the slightest there is one chapter i think it's like chapter five maybe which is the longest chapter in the game and i think that chapter alone is longer than the next seven chapters like chapter five is longer than chapter eight to fourteen it is utterly ridiculous like the pacing is terrible The pacing gets really bad at this point. The story doesn't make any sense anymore. The story also isn't interesting anymore. I just stopped caring. I immediately stopped caring. In games, there's often times when like things will progressively get worse. And this isn't that. This is literally one thing happens and the entire game is worse after that. And it's really weird. Like it's weird to see a game have like such a clear delineation between the good bit and the bad bit. And this is so obvious. I don't know if I regret getting it. And I don't think I do. But it's definitely made me a lot more wary of Jumpship's future games. As for the channel, there's not really much to say. Everything in is pretty much just going to carry on. Yakuza Kiwami 2 is going to end at the end of the month. I managed to get it down enough by compiling all of the Hostess Club and Majima Construction sections into their own two videos. Those videos are like really long. Like I think the Hostess Club one is going to be about five hours. But they also don't impact the story at all. So if you don't care, you don't care. I should have a video coming out about halfway through next month, which I was talking about last month, but I've still got quite a bit to go on it, and I'm also just quite busy as well. It's my birthday today when this comes out, so obviously I'm not working on it then. It's also my wedding anniversary next week, so I'm not going to be working on it then. But I'm going out on Tuesday after this podcast for a meeting in a different city, so not going to be working on it then. So it's just a lot. I want to work on it, and I want to get it done, but there is. Not a lot of time and quite a lot to do. It's not a scripted video in that I'm not writing a script and I'm not recording audio for it. It's just a very editing heavy video. There's going to be, there's just a shit sort of footage to go through. And it's a lot. And I don't have any idea how long it'll take me. Like I've done something similar before and that took me like a month. And at this point I have like 10 days. So <laughs> I'm just going to have to try and do it. I'm just going to have to see how long it's going to take me. Like I mentioned though, it's my birthday today and I was trying to get something out for that, but I don't think I have. Unless I've got it done between recording the podcast and it going up, which I might have, but I obviously don't know that because that hasn't happened yet. If it's already out, I have something coming up for my patrons, which I hope that they'll like, or at least not hate. (laughs) So if you're interested, now might be a good time to join. Speaking of. Special thanks to all of my patrons. You can join them over at patreon.com slash HoldenGatsby, and for $1 a month you'll get to see what I'm working on early and get exclusive roles in my Discord, along with other rewards I might think of. You can also just follow me there if you want to for free, as it's probably the best place to see all of my content as soon as it's available. There's links to the Patreon, along with my Discord, TikTok, Twitter, Twitch, and all the other podcast platforms in the description for this episode. Finally, don't forget you can email me using poddencatsby at gmail.com if you've got anything you want to say. Thanks for sticking around. Bye. Special thanks to my patrons, Justin Wood, Hobbs, Koopy, Vegeta, and Gunrunner.